Good morning. We are back. Before we jump into this podcast, I'm so stoked to drop another episode of the You Love to Hear It, especially with one of my best friends, Daily Wear, aka the Overstoker, aka the guy who helps me out not only monetarily with creating this whole entire dream, but supports with just making so much behind the scenes effort and work for this whole entire thing to go down. I know you guys are going to love this episode. I have to say before it drops that we are also available on Spotify, iTunes, all of the podcast streaming platforms. If you're watching, please drop a thumbs up on this. Consider subscribing. We are dreaming on the road to 100K right now, and we're currently in Vermont. So if you guys are trying to figure out where we're going to be next, caseywillax.com. We updated the schedule. We have the next, I think, two weeks of the East Coast. We're going to be in New Hampshire. We're going to be in Vermont. We're going to be in Rhode Island, Connecticut, a bunch of places. So caseywillax.com. Follow along. Stay tuned. So stoked to share this with you guys. I know you're going to enjoy it for the dream. Should we write some stuff down? Nope. This is it. Oh. This is already live. I need to plan this. This is already going to be on. Oh, I need to think. All, All right. right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, baby. Welcome back to another ladies episode of the You Love to Hear It podcast. We got yours truly, Daily Wear, a.k.a. the most stoked human on the planet. The overstoker. Jet bro. The absolute ledge. My partner in this whole insane thing that we have going on, the Narvi, the Stoker, Dale, Jetbro. The day one, the legend. That's what? amazing. Thank you, dude. I like how you put that. That was well. What episode are we on? That. As you saw, we did not plan one thing. We have nothing written down. I was Behind plan. us and in front of us, we have a whole setup built for a live chat, which we were putting off for a while. And then we were making the claim that if you guys dropped enough thumbs up on the live chat that we were going to do... A podcast directly after it because shout out to Loom Cube. We have this insane rig set up where we actually look look pretty good. Maybe drop a thumbs up if you boys look good. I feel like the lighting looks pretty good. I'm feeling solid right now. I've never this is the most official thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, what's the what's the claim? The claim is we're mid pre Narvi stokage in Colorado at Green's house. <laughs> mid pre. Mid pre. Like we, you know, we start. We started it. We're in the middle of it. We had, we're like, it's just about to go down, and we're kind of in the middle of debating going all the way to SoCal, working our way up Cali, or going towards Michigan, working our way to the East Coast. The options are unlimited. We're, I mean, in the U.S., we can drive to the East Coast. We can drive down south. We can yeah. drive. So far, we've done Utah. We've been in Colorado. We've been being pampered in the Narvi because Daly hooked us up with his, yep. his spot in Utah for a while. Mm-hmm. Now we've been posted up at the Greens house. We've had yeah. houses to chill in. It's been different. It's been a dream come true. This whole thing's been a dream come true. It's been a heavy week. If you guys haven't been following, bomb hole. Casey had a board drop. Just January alone has been the most insane month of my entire life. I'm realizing this oh, yeah. right now. And we got two more <laughs> months of this and Lord. zero plan. What do you think about TCAP being gone? Decap being gone, man. That's, I think we're going to ever see him again. Our nutrient levels are going to go down <laughs> without the guy. Yeah, we miss, we're we going to miss the guy, but we'll get him back. And we got a, there's a whole lot of stoke we've been whipping up. We should break into some, some old past for people who don't know who you are, how we met, what what's what, how is this even existing. I, I remember the first time I met you on snow. I had I had hung out with you right there, bikes and stuff through mutual friends before, but I saw you coming in. I, I got to get it right. It was front 180, switchback five butter at Snowbird. And I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, we got another oversender oh, right now. This kid is wild. insane. I remember your reaction. You were like, you, what? You, you rip like, you could keep up and rip I was like me? blown out of my mind. But um, <laughs> well, yeah, that, that was down. heavy. I think I was already, I met him 
before that, I knew what he was doing, and we met up at Snowbird, and I was like, and I was fully overstoked, trying to show the boys what's up, and like the snow was all time, and I was just bombing and sending everything. You've seen me get loose before, so. I'll bring some of the clips up if you guys are watching on YouTube. If you guys yeah. are listening, you won't be able to see the absolute madness from this man, but I knew basically instantly, I, I was like, we, I've been looking for another gnarly dude to shred with and throw down yeah. and we live near Tahoe. Where, where was the first time I rode with you? Was that in Utah or, or, or Tahoe? Oh man, the first real rip session when you were like new and you didn't understand how hard I ripped, it was Snowbird. It was, it was that was the one, huh? I remember, vividly remember that front one. So how was five. it part? How was it Snowbird though? That doesn't make sense. No, it's just, yeah, to, to ride with you there for the first Definitely time. Definitely probably crazy. Boreal too. I'm gonna have to go back and look at these vlogs. <laughs> That's one of the good things about having everything documented. There's a lot of times when I've like I've needed to know something or somebody was making a claim and I'm like, no, 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 no. This happened on this day and then being able to run back. I mean, you gotta have a pretty decent memory of yeah. what the video was about I mean, that, the whole moment was insane because i my passion before that i had a clothing company for 10 years and you didn't know i had a clothing company either you remember when you saw my boat and you're like what you got a clothing company i didn't know what daily wear I was like was. daily wear bro we're been just sponsoring zach when he was 14 so run, was it, like, run it back even more when you're in high school let's go back to how how the clothing thing started what were you trying to do with it where was oh the my gosh that's gnarly dude in seventh grade, I had this one-piece Volcom suit. It was all puzzle pieces. Puzzle piece Volcom suit. I painted my snowboard. I started out Ride for Life, RFL. It was RFL before Daily Wear. So I painted my snowboard to match my sh uh, shirt, my outfit. And then I painted the hat to match the outfit. Then I made a shirt, tall tee, that puzzle pieces coming around that. So I was this crazy 14, 15-year-old kid airbrushing. different than right now? Same kid, painting t-shirts to match my snowboard fit. And then all of a sudden I was painting my homie shirts. Yo, you mean a shirt? And I'm painting them shirts. And then I'll change it to daily wear because the RFL thing was taken. And your last name is Daily. My last name is Daily, so I needed to keep that going. And if you're going to wear stuff daily. Daily wear. That's pretty just, sick. Uh, kind of made sense at the time. And then, so you were telling me that you had a physical shop? I was making shirts in my hometown, giving it out to homies, starting to sponsor kids. Met up with the local screen printing guys, and I said, yo. I started paint, renting a space there at their shop, painting my daily wear shirts, partnered on them with a neighboring storefront, opened up a, my own clothing store where we were printing locals t-shirts and selling them. So we would print them, events. sell them, and it was a whole thing. How print, sell. Man, I must have been 8, 19 by this time. And where? 19, 20 in the Bay Area. You grew up in the Bay. Yeah. Slanging. Slanging t-shirts. Daily wear. Yeah, I was hustling hard. I got videos of it. It's pretty funny. I could drop a video part. I could drop a little part of the grand opening. You might need a little a little <laughs> clip over this. Grand opening of the store. You yeah, have. the grand opening of the store. I did a full edit of it. I can't believe you had a storefront. Storefront's gnarly. So, I mean, we've both been just hustling in, in one way or another for so long that it's like, that's all we know, really. That's all we know. I was selling coconut oil at one point. Anything that I knew that I could find out that people were trying to, trying to like needed, and I noticed the boys were all using hella coconut oil for their hair and for cooking and for just yeah, you were you were so bought many a cow things. when you started selling the cow. I was selling yeah. meat at one point. Meat, <laughs> meat. Bought four hundred and four ten or four hundred pounds, four twenty pounds of grass fed mm -hmm. beef from my local, from my local farm. Split it with a homie. Split it with two homies, and was able to get like. Street top sirloin, New York flank steak, down to five bucks a pound. 
And they're selling it for twenty six at Whole Foods. And, it was and mine was fresher, local, natural, never frozen, wow. never shit. Like everything was just so proper. And I'm like, I'll sell it for ten bucks. Make make just enough to eat and survive. And then, and then they're gonna need coconut oil to make sure that the pan doesn't stick on that. So I'm slinging the coconut oil to them and the meat. And it's just like insane. I was selling lighters That's... at one point. Because I kept seeing people I can't believe that. on the chairlift trying to spark cigarettes. And I was just like laughing at them all the time. It was so funny because it was always windy and they wanted to do it so bad. So you were selling the proper lighter. I found an electric lighter that popped out with a little USB and you flip the thing up and it's just a red coil. So you just put it up to it in the wind. I mean, a creative <laughs> entrepreneur mindset. You're yeah, going to do whatever you can to, to do what you want, be able to do what you want and live your dream. And they were selling them online for 20 bucks. So mm. I hit them up. I asked how many for 100. They said they'd cut it in half. And now I was selling them on the hill, free shipping. 20 bucks right there, cash in hand. It was crazy. Dude, that's a trip right there. <laughs> just anything to, anything to keep it alive. If somebody wants a ride somewhere, like I'd be the first one. But I'll bring you, I'll bring you. They're like, oh, dude, for sure. I'll throw you 40 bucks or gas. I'm like, I got a full tank, brought them halfway. It only cost me half a tank. I just came up on 30 bucks. I'm like, that's what I was, I mean, living in my that's car, awesome. traveling around, trying to trying to just get by and, and snowboard and be a, be a shred bum. Not working for someone else, doing your own little thing so you can keep doing what you want to do. And I was, in the Crazy meantime, working for someone. You're still doing that. Too. Still shoveling driveways, still shoveling roofs, cutting grass, <laughs> painting, hanging trim, anything, you name it. I, I, I'd be down. I was just trying to stack up because I didn't know what I was doing and I knew that eventually I was going to know what I wanted to do and having money when you know what you want to do is like, it changes everything. Literally changes everything. Literally everything. And it makes you get into yourself in different situations like me with remodeling the house. Like you want, you'll do anything. All of a sudden I'm framing windows and sheetrock, mudding, taping, texturing, painting, Flooring, walls, you know, I'll do anything. You've built just, houses. I built houses. Well, just to keep the, you know. What? So the the daily wear was popping off. Oh yeah, I got yeah. We gotta get back to that. We had a storefront. The storefront. I think even. Oh, I gotta get this timeline right. Right out of high school, first thing I did. Me and six friends moved to South Lake Tahoe, one block from the beach, one block from Heavenly. All got jobs at the ski resort, at Heavenly. Right out of high school, so I graduated in June. By October, I was in South Lake Tahoe. With six of my best friends snowboarding every single day. I have the exact same story. <laughs> the exact same story. It was just insane jamming all the homies into the house. And, and you being in Tahoe, doing the same exact thing in South Lake, the same age, well, me so and B-Dub. freaking and, weird. And then how many of your friends now did you beat through that? Moon and Tahoe? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many. And I, it's hard to freaking go back, but yeah. All the all homies the that homies. I'm best friends with to this day, Brent, Jamal... Crowbar met all of them at Mount Snow. And it's funny how everyone those are all like your day one homies still there. They'll always be there. And yeah, so much love because that moment in life with yep. them. And it's like we did have our day ones, but Jamal did the same thing. Jamal moved up from Jersey. Like that's something that that you guys are uh, listening and you I guys are like at a younger age and you don't know what to do. I can't push it enough. Get with the homies. Just humble yourselves. Stack up twelve hundred bucks or two grand, whatever you can, all summer long. You got eight months to do it, even more, nine right, months or whatever. Stack it up so you can get out, so that you can pay off your season up front. We used to literally drop like eight hundred bucks on the pass, drop two grand on the winter. It was like four hundred bucks, five months. The whole entire season was paid off, and then your job that you have working at the mountain, you get a free job, and they give you, or you get a job, they give you a free pass, and then you don't have to pay for your pass if you do it that way, or if you want to do it the other way, then you buy your pass, and then you're just shredding the whole time like me, and then you try to get a dish job or something like that, or you do both, and I, I can't tell you how many people we meet every day that, that tell us, like, yo, I saw your Mount Hood video or Literally something, changed, and yeah. 
I drove out here. I've been living in my car for the first week. Next thing you know, you meet somebody. They put you on your couch. They get you a job. Now you got a pass. Now you're shredding. Now you got some of the best friends and memories that you could ever have in your life. And you were contemplating whatever that you didn't want to do before that. You know, maybe either take a year off, desk job, or like right off the river, or go to college and go get hammered and like waste your parents' money. Oh no! But I mean, I'm I'm all about if you know what you're going to do and you want to go to college and you want to hammer that out. And and you got my best friend did the college thing while while we moved to Tahoe, killed it. You can even do stuffs online now, but But that is just such an insane route, and so many people. I mean, it takes a it's gnarly. It takes a good decent human to commit and do that. So I always thought like, wow, you're just surrounded in a mountain town like that with a bunch of legends because mm-hmm. you got to be kind of a legend to like commit and go somewhere and move somewhere new and, and commit to just straight shredding all the time and just not, not trying to save up a 401k. Like that takes some commitment and it's like, so you meet some cool people that are all like-minded. That's how I literally have all my best friends to this day. That's it's insane. So awesome T-Cap did it too. You know, it's funny. T-Cap got a T-Cap didn't move in with us in that house because he was fortunate enough to where his parents had a crib left. So he actually moved to that house, started renting that one out with some, I think some other girl or something like that or some other dude. And he, (laughs) I wish wish he was here. We got to do it. First of all, drop some comments. Let's get a, let's get 50 T-Cap comments and we'll do it. We'll do a (laughs) T-Cap. You'll love to hear a podcast, but something happened and like. I don't want to give away too much stuff, but like he got, he got blacklisted from working at the mountain. I could be like fully wrong. We'll get it. We'll get it. Oh but it's God. around those lines. Yeah, I tried to play him, but I only lasted two weeks at the ski resort. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, I, I did years. No, I didn't Years last. and years and years. No. I set up an easel in my bedroom and started airbrushing t-shirts and I was selling those t-shirts at a local shop in South Lake Tahoe. South Shore fitted. They sold shirts and I would just set hustle t-shirts. The the daily wear stuff, you've always had random merch all over the place. Even when it's I met insane. you, there was gear and stickers and <laughs> prints and, and presses and tabs and labels and everything. And Fast forward to now is insane. People and are, the Overstoke line and the merch and everything is just the whole message behind it. It's so obvious. It resonates with the moment that I heard Overstoke. You just, you, one of those things where you're like, oh my gosh. It's like you, Dude. it's like the word that was on your tongue that you wanted, you couldn't think of who it was or the oh. actor in that movie. And then someone says it, and you're just like, oh, you feel that relief. Oh my gosh. I didn't, I, I had been overstoking my whole life and didn't realize what, the, didn't what was really going on. Yeah. What about the day I said the word overstoked? I was in Park City, Utah, remodeling my family's house. It snowed a foot every day for like two or three weeks. It was insane. Powder day every single day. I was over soaking. Went to this resort, took one of the best runs of my life. Right after that, I go into the restaurant. Lady behind the desk gives me a golden ticket for the day to have anything you want, as much as you want inside the restaurant, mid lodge. And then I'm like, are you kidding me? So I walk out with two piles of freaking food. Homie's with me. He's like, what's wrong with him? He was just freaking out. He didn't know what was going on. I was just, stoke levels were all time, fully maxed out. Everything I went around was just insane. And I want to say I got like... So when did he get say? I, th- I ended up getting like five girls' numbers that day. Oh, you're psychic. It was insane. <laughs> and then I got home and I was just, I thought about it. I was like, I'm overstoked. I just had the best pow day, met the sickest homies, got free food. All these girls are just throwing their number out to me. It was insane. I was overstoking. Pow. You said it to yourself at your house? or I was just like saying to myself. Man, that was probably, I was 27? No, no, no. I was like 28, 29. Oh, so you just recently. recently, yeah. I mean, I I got Get Stoked t-shirts from 2010. 2019. Yeah, this is new. (laughs) Oh, 
Before that, it was get stoked, stay stoked, stoked, everything stoked, but then over stoked hit after that day. And you were like, this is one this day. isn't stoked. I was over stoked. This isn't stoked. I've, I've been stoked. And I've, this isn't what I was feeling all yeah. the other times. That's a funny story right there. The over stoked day. Perfect day. Wow. It was gnarly to take in. But yeah. That was gnarly to take in right there, honestly. <laughs> and then we met up with you a snowbird and it was a wrap. <laughs> It was the over and the stoked connected and made the overstoked. That was mental. I think you got in the my van after after we met because mm-hmm. we were like you're just rolling straight with and we had we already had Tom Malik in there and T Cap and me and then oh, 250 pieces of merch, everything to ship it, all the surfboards, everything to to oh, film surfing, insane. all the snowboard gear, all their snowboard gear, their travel gear, my stuff, my clothes, everything. We were t- about four or five hundred vlogs in at that point. And you hopped in, nooked your way in through the top of the <laughs> six-inch gap that would let you through, and we sent it to Tahoe. I think we should branch off. I don't want to break into that, though. And we should go to the Narvi topic, because it's... Oh, the Narvi topic. I think I just threw the idea out there to you, and you were so down. You were the only one that was I remember where without I, question. I remember where I was. I was on my porch. You called me. You told me what was going down. You said, we're going to get an RV. We're going to travel the country in it. We're going to make videos of the entire thing. Go to every, as many resorts we can. Stoke as many people as we can. And it sounded like a freaking dream. And I said, okay, we're buying an RV. In my head, I was ready to buy the RV. I already bought it. We had looked for <laughs> I think it was a July. couple months. In July or We kind of just kept our eyes on it. And I remember I kept telling you because you were so about it. You were more about it than me. We lost, we lost the light. Jeffrey, those things are legit. Yeah. And I remember you were so about it. You were more about it than me because you kept sending me photos and Craigslist ads and you kept all these things and we weren't ready. We hadn't have the money saved up yet. We thought we were going to team up on it. We thought TCAP was going to throw down. We thought there was going to be four people. And And I knew that when it was going to go down, it was going to go down. So like with the fact that we weren't together, we didn't have the money. We hadn't figured it all out exactly. I just kept saying, like, don't worry. The, you're looking for the RV at a time when the RV's not even going to pop up that we want because we're not ready to grab it. And then something happened. We were heading up north. We were about to link. The winter was about to start. I was coming back from Mexico. It was me, D-Dub, T-Cap maybe, mm-hmm. coming uh, from Southern California. I was we were North driving Carolina. up. You messaged me, look at this freaking jamboree. And it looked so sick, 24,000 miles on it. And it was just, it just looked. Do you looked, remember the GPS situation? It looked so money. Oh yeah. I asked you how far away you were from it. You told me literally three hours and 27 minutes. I plugged into my GPS. He was up North. I was coming from the South three hours and 29 minutes. We were like two minutes away <laughs> of three and a half hour drives to meet up. And literally scope this thing out, stoke this guy out, drop him some money and, and have a the, guaranteed sign thing when we left there that it was going to be ours. The timing was so insane. It was like meant to be when it was, we were the same exact, exact distance. Meet it, get there, low mileage, everything. We had more. D-Dub, we had T-Cat, we had the people that were going to like, oh, that you man. would want to be. It, it was just, I think that was Dossie there. That was the sickest thing ever. It might have been. I, I just remember test driving that thing. It was a whole different vehicle. It was a completely different vehicle. 
It was. There was one crappy bed in the back queen, right, mm-hmm. that got pulled out, and Daly immediately took this thing home in the first week before we went on tour. We bought it. I, I we bought it. You took it weeks. right to your house. You guys were snowboarding. It was, no, it was, was not dying. two. It was like a week. You were already snowboarding, and I was working. We went to Tahoe. And we're shredding, and you were. It was a full blown week, yeah. and we we're riding powder. And this kid took the whole back out, destroyed mm-hmm. all the cabinets. Built four bunks, I guess two bunks, four beds, two for storage that we use up top, two for the walls. Custom cut all of these sick pads, took out the front three, four wraparound cabinets and TV, built, blew the walls out, built a whole double bed, like king bed section Mm -hmm. that's open and removable, took it to the shop, bearings, tires, like oil chains, all the, just the full tune up, like plugs and wires. It was insane. And literally came and picked us up and it was a completely different rig. Two weeks later. Literally a dream. Sent it. it. (laughs) We, we were so late that we were trying to make it to the East coast for Christmas because we had TCAP and Dossie and me, all our families over there. You were beasting. You're going to do the East coast family thing. And we, we sent it so fast over there. Was that the one we drove to Florida? That's when we drove to the East Coast. We all got sick. We bombed that thing across the entire United States. In like a day and a half. A couple days. It just straight ran. I think it was th- yeah, 38 hours, 42 hours or something, something like that. Something insane. And, and we, we got there, the East Coast. hopped in the Ranger, drove to Florida. 23 hours stop from Connecticut to Florida. He drove the whole way. He edited the entire way. And it was in a rainstorm. It was down. No windshield rain. wipers and no headlights. No, windshield really. wipers were literally doing really nothing. Sucked. It was just water was still on there, and the headlights on high beams were lower than your. You lows. did. I did seventeen hours. You did like five. Yeah, but we made it. Yeah. And then uh, that's just a random thing that yeah. came off. But when we went back up, we got to complete the Narvi tour for people who have joined recently in our or the, the, fir- the story the making of the Narvi, where How our it. first travels in it. And so we got back up after Christmas. We all made it for the holidays, and that's when we threw out an Instagram where we were trying to wrap the thing or paint it basically flat black because it looks crazy, like old beat-up retro mm-hmm. style, but not like cool. Yeah, we were surfing. We were on a surfing And we show. literally had a we had a straight bargain of a bunch of different people that were recommending people at different prices, and the, the one homie, Lucas, dude, just came through. Lucas and came through. Straight up dialed us in for like 30% of the cost. And I mean, we straight hooked him up. Uh, he's claiming he's been busy ever since. <laughs> just wow. so sick. And like it. to have that experience and like to keep it built by the community within the community from a homie who literally shreds. And mm-hmm. it's just like such a G. We dialed him in with gear and everything. But he I took designed the whole thing on Photoshop. The, on the well, first he wrapped it straight flat black with this black. insane material where he had to heat up and stretch oh, mold every square inch of it. And he had a giant warehouse where he could pull it in and have it warm and do it. And we seen, dude, when we laid eyes on that thing for the first time. It was the dream. He crushed it. It was an entire, it went from two, that was when it went from 2000, or no, 96 to 2006. To a 2008, 2008, I think, yeah. was that. And then the... It brought the value up insane. Insane. And then we, <laughs> and then basically the next day, we, we he told us that he could get those those uh, stickers done. And TCAP was freaking out because we were just on the East Coast straight handling business, trying to get this Narvi all dialed black and perfect with logos and everything. And TCAP straight up logos. booked a flight because we were taking so long to Colorado and bailed. 
and and we two days later did all of the logos, got everything handled on the East Coast. The homie Lucas helped with everything. You des- you designed them, you sent them to him, you printed them, we put all the candy grind and Lego and all banger companies on there, decked the thing out proper, and found a parking lot. Or no, then we brought it to Adam and flew straight to Japan. That was insane. Straight to Japan. How that all Called TCAP as he's landing in Colorado. And we're like, we are getting on a plane <laughs> in three hours. We just found out that Naseko got like four that feet yesterday. And the next true. two weeks are supposed to be like 20 feet. And he was just like, oh, dude. All right. Let me know when you land. And he booked the we flight. We were in Japan without and he TCAP. showed up <laughs> two days later and literally had the most valedictorian setup you've ever seen. Straight oh my God. gift wrap, the private bedroom by himself. That was the heaviest send of my life. That was the heaviest send ever. Then that's that's how the Narvi. That's how the Narvi began. And then and we still haven't even really we still haven't even really ridden it around. Well, we, the problem was is when we we spent a month in Japan, we got back from Japan, then we got to the Nar. It was wrapped, ready to go. And we started, did a tour, and then COVID didn't want us to real quick. Well. Shout out Adam because the homie Adam, the mechanic, oh, Adam? the diesel oh, mechanic yeah. in, in Massachusetts, we came back to a dialed-in rig. Everything he dialed it in he more. hooked it up so good. Steering column, new bearings, this, that, alternator. Just if it had a chain, he'd replace it. If it had a gasket, he'd he moisten it. it, it Once again, the community is just insane. And we're although to, him out next time. to get to the end, like you're saying, where the tour got shut down, that was probably the best tour we've ever been on. Because we that started on the East tour. Coast, fresh off of Japan, and we just started we murdered the East Coast. Perfect North, surfed in Lake Michigan, all those. Indiana, Indiana. we snowboarded Ohio, Mad River. We did all mm. those places. Did we do a quick Colorado and then New Mexico, oh, yeah, Arizona, Bear, Baja? And then on our way back up, we ended up getting up to Tahoe. And then I think we did a day or two in Tahoe. And the best part is this is all vlogged. The whole thing's yeah. The whole thing is logged. There's Insane. proof. There's proof. And then, uh, yeah, then, then, then. It was like a crazy COVID thing. And, and we, we all hit. separated. And I literally did not see you until next winter. Mm-hmm. That was insane. Bailed on everything. Everything. Well, I went full surf mode. You, yeah, you. You could just at least a wakeboard and boat, and I was just like, I'm just getting my surfboard. You're surfing. Surfing. That's yeah. the gnar, dude. The that gnar. brought us to the gnar, and that and brings now, us to. Now here we are. Two around two. Flat black, sitting in the driveway, ready for some logos. Ready for some we logos. We potentially have someone in Colorado that's going to be able to help us out with that. That's huge. And we're just trying to, yeah, try to revamp it, keep the logos new, keep the logos fresh, keep new sponsors, new stoke, new gear. We've even had some people reach out to us that have smaller companies, and we would be willing for sure to help. Obviously, you guys help support with stuff, and we can help hook you guys up, get some smaller logos on there, and like. Dude, that'd be tight. It'd be really tight. I'm so about the community and what we've done, what we've built. Just in the past three days, daily flew into Colorado, dropped a story. Anybody can pick me up. You reshare oh it. Boom. Oh my gosh! Uh, oh, he picked me up at the airport. Drops him off at the Caribbean at literally Operation two a.m. Like, and then TCAP today, same exact deal, but opposite way. Shared a story. Six ten hours later, somebody dials him in. He's off to the. Like it's just unbelievable. We needed a ride home the other day. We we're on Main Street, and I I literally looked at Decap and said, "Let's just stand here, and hopefully somebody will see us and get bring us home." Two minutes later, homie's driving by, psyching, and we're like, "Yo, can we get a ride?" And he brings us down the road. Well, it's like, well, it's what you've given your life by giving everybody content, and you put that in, and people recognize this. They see you, and they 
they got love for us and they want to support. That's what it's about. That's it's insane. The, that's what the whole thing is. And putting yourself out there because a lot of people won't go out there. They're not going to go randomly somewhere, no plans, with on a limb. But, but then that's see, when the best things happen. It really You're is. like, well, I'm going to get there. Right off the rip, I met a cool person in the airport. Traveler, stoked. But best plans or no plans. Yeah, you got to leave that open for opportunity. And I feel like allowing <laughs> some people to see us stoked a in Japan plan. and see the way that... It goes down and definitely helps inspire people to be like, oh, that doesn't look that gnarly. They stayed right there. They took that bus. Yeah. They went there. All right, we've, we've been all over the place in this one. What's next? Teaching me how to surf? <laughs> I was about to say, what is your relationship with surfing? You got a unique one. You're very... I like to wake surf. I rip. Very emotional. I grew up wake surfing, but going out there in the ocean and just different. getting fully annihilated and humbled is gnarly. We don't have the drive we were, yet. We were saying the other day that I, because you try to surf with me and then I just try to go to the gnarliest spots that I just put you in the most insane predicament. So your idea of what surfing is. Is gnarly. It's wicked gnarly. Gone out in the craziest situations, ending up in the dark, water slamming on rocks, my arms are dead, face on the board, still <laughs> trying to paddle. What's it going to take? to get, No, no. Before that. What is a time when you've enjoyed surfing? What is your ideal? Uh, uh, enjoy yeah. surfing? Like, what's the memory you have of when you actually just The point break in Baja when all the boys, it's just coming. You could wrap around and you're not getting annihilated. Point breaks are a whole different situation. And there's not too much rocks in front of it. Definitely rocks at point breaks, but we're breaking it away from it. So, yeah. like, and it's like a pretty consistent wave. So, there's not as sectiony where you're just gonna get thrown yeah. into the rocks. It's your exactly. mistake if you fall. A safe point break. What's an ideal size for Dale? About three four foot. And what does three to four foot look like to you? Well, you know, about like this big. I don't know. It's hard to yeah. say. Yeah, two to three. Two to three. About two, two to three feet. Two to four. I'm over a longboard style. I like the longboard vibe. But if I got up on a shortboard, it could change. It could change. It's you know, interesting because you want a six or a seven foot looks like a full longboard. Because you're such a grom. Mm -hmm. No but one knows you're five two, huh? No. Everybody thinks you're normal height. Six foot. No, surfing though, I feel like... Well, <laughs> They're going to start thinking that. I'm five two. It's all good though, you know? We need to get you some tropics, some board shorts. I think we're going to end up somewhere tropical soon. Crystal tubes, nice beach break, but, but still point break. Coconuts. Coconuts would be sick. Coconuts and monkeys. I want to jump back to we, the surfing is, is that so, a little bit out of your element. It's uh, not my element. When's the first time that you touched a snowboard? With my brother at Sierra at Tahoe. How old? Ooh, I'd say 10. 10 years old. So 40 years ago almost? Mm hmm. That's insane. That's gnarly. It's been, it, took, you know, it took over my life. Sierra Tahoe. I remember crying sitting there. I wish we had an air horn right now because they deserve a huge <laughs> shout out. Sierra, one of the this is my first place I ever rode, sickest place, sickest resort in the world, and that was just devastating. What happened last year, though? though. I couldn't even begin to grasp how insane that is. So how was it? First turns, so, trouble. I was pissed. Falling. I mean, I was getting around. Oh, it, it was a powder day. Oh no! And I was just how stuck much? in the snow. Throwing a tantrum. My brother oh, just no. threw me out there. They were all ripping. I was a little... Quick PSA. If you guys are trying to learn how to snowboard and you're going out there for your first couple days or whatever and it's a pow day, find some groomers. You want to go on a hard-packed mm -hmm. trail that is not fresh pow because 
there's a whole leaning thing going on and there's a whole edging thing of exactly. snow building up that you just as a beginner do not want to deal with. How much snow were we working with? With that then? I was probably only a couple of feet. Two, four feet? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? It's a lot of... Okay. A couple feet. I just All remember, foot is a I lot. Just remember you, the struggle getting up. You you're useless. You kept getting stuck. Near the woods? Stuck. Trails or what? I think, uh, yeah, off the sides. Just everywhere. It's just puking. But I picked it up pretty easy. But my brother, I had an older brother. He's five years older than me. And he would just push me down. And, in a good way or bad way? In a good way. Okay. I mean, I was already racing BMX for six years at that point, And my BMX style instantly brought me. That's There's something about board sports or just action sports in general that at least the mindset will will translate over. Mm-hmm. Like BMX transferred over to snowboarding. To surfing doesn't. But yours did because you've been surfing. You've been wake surfing. You've been wakeboarding. You've been doing when I'm up on a wave, it's a different story. It's game time. <laughs> Seems to be usually the problem with everybody. <laughs> yeah, snowboarding started at 10. Then we had the wakeboard boat, wakeboarding, BMX. And that's why I'm trying to bring the overstep thing into wakeboarding, BMX, mountain biking, surfing, snowboarding. 15%. 15%. That leaves 2% for everything. That's... <laughs> <laughs> we gotta amp that up dirt biking oh we got pit bikes now too i got a 110 if we could get the old school dale with the with the storefront sponsoring people imagine you're sponsoring people out there watching the vlog Dude. kids start sending you on a video sent they start sending you some bangers you start sending them some gear uh-huh. next thing you know overstoke's taking over it's a whole i'm at, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, sign I me it. up let's go we need an overstoke kid out there that i could sponsor who can i sponsor I'm looking for an overstoker. You have an Instagram, right? For overstoked? Yeah. Over underscore underscore stoked. Stoked. On Instagram. Send your videos. You have to be stoking in the video, but we need some talent. Talent and really stoked. You and almost, motivated to spread positivity and love. And, and drive to put some content together. Like it's one thing to be a good writer, but to take that extra half an hour and to get that clip mm-hmm. for somebody and to, and to send it over is like... It shows a little bit extra. If you're going to be getting something out of it, you're going to be getting some merch, mm-hmm. you're going to be repping, you got to be giving something that brings smiles. Something. something that brings smiles. Send it. DM, direct message, your bangers, your clips. Put something up. Don't just send a banger and then send a message. Make something proper. Make mm-hmm. it. Imagine. I'm looking for either a, a, pit, a pit bike guy, people. snowboard guy, wakeboard, BMX, or snowboard. We got five. We got some options. So whatever you're crushing it at and you're really stoked you guys can do that with me too i have the at casey willax vlogs instagram if you got bangers and you guys are throwing down your support and you're trying to get some we can start dialing kids yeah in. throw throw it start sponsoring dropping people. you freaking merch i want to start getting people passes buy you a bike gear all types of stuff that's that's what we're working on that's here. the end goal as much as we're trying to build this up for ourselves to uh, like stoke it out it's just not about that we're gonna start building We've been stoking below. before this We've been traveling and dirt biking and handling all that. Like mm-hmm. we're doing this for the people the goal, to give back, because that's, yeah. that's what feels that's best. Insane. And there's a lot of people that are, aren't as fortunate as us, or that are, are potentially just younger that could get knowledge at an earlier age than I was able to about specific things that will then let them progress earlier. And like seeing that manifest and that's go down is that's the best thing in the world. We got this. We got, we got this. this, dude. We got you, bro. Straight up. We appreciate all of you guys. What What are we going to... This is a short one, but I feel like we should wrap it up so that we... So we That's heavy. We're going we're, we're to come back with another one of those, I feel. Drop some comments in the comment section for part two of Daily Wear. 
that you love to hear a podcast. What do you want to hear? What do you want to hear? We've touched on what you when you started snowboarding. We've touched on how we met. We've touched on the NARV and the how the whole thing went. Future things we should uh, take a little... Yeah, drop some comments on what yeah. you want us to see in the future, what what you think we should do, where we should go. Drop a thumbs up on this. If you guys are watching on YouTube, we appreciate it. Drop a subscribe. We're close to 100K, which is close insane. To I just hit 5K. And if you guys are driving, then you can listen to it on the road. We get, we're on all streaming platforms, iTunes, everything, Spotify. Wow. Heavy. Somehow, I know. I just uh, somehow uh, figured it out and dialed it in. That's I think Dan helped me out with that. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. That's heavy. First podcast I've ever done. Socials. At Dailywear. At Dailywear. Overstoked. Everything else. Dot com. What do we got? Dot TV. Overstoked. Dot TV. Right. Oh. We got a book or anything? Oh. You got a book coming out soon? No, we got a, a lot of stuff. You got now. some promo codes? We, we should be trying ooh, to man. shout out some sports. Lil Wayne. Pit Viper is working on the promo code. The, we'll, we'll let you know that happens. Shinesty. If you need a neon onesie, these guys are hooking it up. So Overstoked discount code for them. And that's it for now. We'll leave all of his stuff. Well, all my merch. Prep pressing it all at the house, one of a kind. Each one gets a random little press next dope, jet bro. They're all stuff. subtly different. They're all subtly customized for you right now. And so check that out. Hopefully we'll be able to blow that up bigger and do it right soon. But Oh, there's going to be some real stuff coming soon. This is just like the pre-stoke. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. Thank you to the sponsors for supporting as always. And we'll see you. Yeah, bro. In the next episode. Thank you. Love, Love you guys. You. Yeah. Yeah.